You know, Ash, I don't know that there is a sport, professional sport, more petty than baseball. I and I and look, I'm not ripping baseball for it. I love that there is that built-in juvenile drama oh, yeah. that is associated with baseball all too often. It's great. It's it's sort of ridiculous, but I don't know why I enjoy it more than like other it, because there it isn't really in other sports. Because we are mature enough to laugh about it. Yeah. And yeah. not there are fans who are getting angry about some of this yeah. Aaron Judge, Blue Jays, New York Yankees stuff, which we're going to dive into on the show. How are you, everybody? It's Chris and Ash on Honorado and Company. Um there there are there's some drama mm-hmm. in Queens. Mm-hmm. Get what I'm going here for? I mean, this thing is ugly a quarter of the way through the Major League Baseball season. We're going to dive into that as well with the Mets fans booing them one night and then sent into pure jubilation the next. Wild stuff happening this week in Queens. We have a few guests lined up for you. There is a really cool partnership going on between our local apparel company, Novice, and a sock company that Aaron Judge is part of. Judge wears the socks on the field. Novice is putting some of this stuff into production. It's a really, really cool thing that's happening here locally and will be felt across uh, professional sports uh, everywhere. We're going to talk with Eric Bolak, who's a Troy High grad, who's pitching for the Valley Cats Friday night, May 19th, raising awareness and money for LLS. That's a really fun conversation mm-hmm. we have with Eric coming up. And then we are laying the smack down. Actually, it's Monday Night Raw. Yeah. With Dominic Mysterio, the WWE. Well, how many times am I going to call him Ray? Uh, I don't know. Under over at like three. Hopefully fewer than the number of times I'm going to call him Ray. I've already done it this morning just between the two of us. It's it's more fun to say that lay the smack down. But he's part of Monday Night Raw coming to MVP Arena uh, May 29th. Of course, it's a Monday night. Let's Uh get things going on, Honorado and Company. is Honorado and Company, sponsored by Alton House. All right, here we go. You just heard the guest lineup, Eric Bolak, Garrett Bernardo from Novice, and Dominic Mysterio from the WWE. So let's start with what everybody is talking about this week, and that is the drama between the New York Yankees and the Toronto Blue Jays. And I wonder, are we seeing the blooming of um a modern modern day it's all yes. modern day, really between the yankees and red sox yes. but is this now yes. the more dominant rivalry in the al east not yanks yeah. red sox but yanks blue jays well sure we and maybe, international warfare happening here maybe it be, i think because the red sox yankees rivalry has cooled down a little bit this is just exciting because it feels like it's the creation of a new rivalry and one that hasn't really had a whole lot of spice in it, which is why I think we are enjoying it so much because the pettiness and the childishness of it all is going to fuel something more than that, which is why it's exciting. So it started on whatever the heck night it was, Monday night. It started on Monday night with Aaron Judge just kind of doing a little side-eye. Quick glance. Into the dugout. And he said he was looking at his dugout because some guys were chirping. 
like maybe just talking some smack to him, having some fun with him. I, I don't no, know. No, 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 no. So he was, cons- they were riding the umps. And he was well, like, we guys, guys, tossed. we're up six, nothing. I'm trying, like he was, he mm. was saying it was them riding up and he was like, mm. all right, enough. And that's why okay. he kind of glanced and gave him like the, Hey, okay. relax kind of deal. Okay. Well, whatever he did wasn't good enough. Uh, sure. Boone got tossed in a not bad in the eighth inning. I think yep. when right before judge hit his second of two home runs that night. Anyway, do we think judge was getting signs relayed to him from the dugout? I, I don't know is the answer. But I've said to you, and, how long would you have to? How long would you have to look that's off the to the thing. side to actually pick up? Hey, that's a two. It's a wiggle. It's a whatever. And, and that's the thing. I, it, I for for me, when you're standing that far away from what is your dugout, and you're and it's a side glance without moving your head, so you're not going like this to full on focus. It's literally like him trying to like scope. It would be really hard to do. And I'm not defend. I'm just saying, if it was me, I don't think I could have picked it up. Like if somebody's flashing him a two or three or whatever, I'm not sure that I could have picked it up. I'd like to know in real time how long his eyes physically spent just going tick, tick, because I bet you it was less than two seconds. Oh, yeah. I don't know that it's possible to pick up anything in the amount of time that he side glanced to the dugout. Either even, way, I think it's all hilarious. Even athletes with great peripheral vision. Yeah, that's tough to like quickly. Okay. I think you say either. Here's my bottom line on it. Huh? I don't care. Yeah, I know. Me neither. Like, I don't care if the Yankees are able to, in their dugout, pick up what the Blue Jays are doing on the field and they can relay it to their batter to create a competitive advantage without slamming a trash can and using videos out in center field cameras. Okay, this is part of the game. People have been stealing signs forever. Guys do it on second base. If they're somehow able to do it from the dugout, then bad on Toronto for not having a little bit. First of all, you have the pitch comp system. Okay, mm-hmm. so this is where it comes into like right. complete, non-verbal, mm-hmm. non-digitary. Yeah, are, are they not really using it anymore? It well, was thing and- I, I, I'm thinking that maybe Jay Jackson really was doing something. Well, yeah. Because he said, I, I was tipping my pitches, and maybe guys in the dugout were seeing something we didn't. Yeah, and he, he was saying he oh. didn't realize it, but when he went back to his own dugout, the amount of time he was setting between his fastball and his slider were different. So he was going quicker with one, slower with another. Yeah. And they were like, dude, you're it's very obvious the amount of time you're spending is different between pitches, and I think they're picking up on it. So then it spills over. That's Monday night. Yes. Spills over into Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. And we get this. I mean, this is like little league. And I guess to some degree, maybe high school baseball, where you get one idiot coach, a lot of idiots in youth sports, one Um, idiot coach yelling at another idiot coach for not being in this little chalked out box by either first or third base, which is the dumbest thing ever. Why they have to stand, who knows? Um, And it becomes a whole thing between Rojas and the Blue Jays dugout. Boone comes out. And and I just thought this is so childish and it's so great. It's so good. Because, because you know, once the Blue Jays took up issue with it, because now this is night two. This is after they think Aaron Judge is stealing signs. Now you've got the third base coach pushing towards the catcher or giving himself more of a visual to whatever he they think it may be. So now they're going after him saying, get back in your box. And then an inning or two later, 
Air, uh, the other team is yelling at, so Aaron Boone is now yelling at their third base coach mm-hmm. to get back in his box. He's like, well, if we have to stay in our box, you got to stay in your box. So it's, it's, it's the epitome of like a child fight. Like you poke your brother, he pokes you back. You slap him, he slaps you harder. Yeah. And your mom is like, knock it off kids. And you just keep doing it. Then we finally got some actual cheating, some real deal cheating. And that came same night, Tuesday night. Domingo Herman gets hit with a 10-game suspension here for what the ump called the stickiest hand he's ever felt. How many hands do you walk around touching where you think that's a well, sticky hand? This was they the said stickiest, that about Scherzer, too. Yeah, the stickiest hand he's ever felt. And I think it was the same crew, or at least the same crew chief, that warned Herman earlier the season about sticky substances. They let him continue to pitch through it. Yeah. Herman gets tossed. Boone is not happy with the dude. And it was all over his pants. I mean, the guy didn't yeah. even try to hide it. Yeah. Like, at least be kind of sneaky about it. Right. He gets thrown out of the game. He had retired the first nine batters of the, of the night. So he had some good stuff working. Uh, and now we get some actual cheating between the Yankees and Blue Jays, just adding a little more fuel to the fire. It's good. I love it. And my favorite part of the whole thing is, did you see, so the the sorry, the Toronto Broadcast Network was the one who kind of picked up on the, the side-eye glance oh, yeah. and, and initially made a big deal out of it. And then the following night, Judge hits a bomb. And yes, Network posts of like a shot of his eyes just staring straight forward. And they were like, do you think he cheated on that one? And then he breaks the maple leaf in the outfield. He yeah. literally hit a ball so hard off the maple leaf that he broke it. And they put that on it. It's all just been so this is why baseball is so much fun. It has all been so, so good this week. So good. Marcellus weighing in here. Judge stole their soul with that bomb. I think we're talking about the, I mean, maybe that was it, but but maybe it was but the, the one later in the game. Foot shot from yeah. Monday night. Joel checking in from Brooklyn. You were talking baseball as it should be with people from Brooklyn. Joel, good to see you, man. Sam is watching from the golf course. In Cape Cod, boy, that guy maybe lives listening the life. from the golf course. Yeah, maybe. Does he live the life? What he lives the life? Although he's a Mets fan, so I don't know. Jeff Casey, it's great to see you on here. How about another Jeff? Jeff Stack, our buddy, checking in. Long time, uh, first time, uh, long time, first time, as they would say. First time uh, commenter. Yeah, you got You got You got to go over. It's a got to go over the the signs, the signs. In, in a meeting. That's for sure. Carol, I saw Carol Monday night at trivia. Oh. Good to see Carol on uh, the pod as well. Nick is watching with his Bengals who day check-in. Okay, here's a little catcher perspective from Greg Stack. 20-plus years of catching experience. The other team stole signs. It was on him. Old-school baseball needs to come back. Now, this is spoken like somebody cut right from Brian McCann's cloth, is it not? Yeah. Yeah. Love it. It is. Uh, Sam says his wish, wishes his golf game was better. And Nick Don't wants to make sure we understand the O's are rolling. This is – it's an upside-down kind of season here. Yeah. Arizona, Baltimore, Pittsburgh all playing well. Uh, of course, Tampa is playing well. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've got some teams that aren't generally in the running in the running yeah. this year. And I that's, like as, long, as long as the Braves are part of the conversation, I'm happy about that. Sure. Well, they they generally play well, though. That's the difference between the teams you yeah. met and the Rays as well. Um, but yeah, the Baltimore's. It is fun, and I'm glad. I'm happy for fan bases when, like, yeah, at least have a little bit of a reason to cheer. Like, we need Matt alone. I get it. He's got the Bengals, but give O's fans a little bit of something. It's time. 
little bit of something to cheer about. Okay, we got to be quick here. We've got a lot coming sure. up on the show here still. Uh, Verlander makes his city field debut as a member of the New York Mets, and he gets booed, mm-hmm. gives up five runs in six innings, a couple of home runs, of home runs. guy, and the boos are raining down at city field as the Mets lose. Well, mm-hmm. what happens a night later? They come back three times, two-run homer from a rookie, Three-run homer from uh, – is Francisco Alvarez a rookie anymore? He, he probably might be, I by think, the I way. I think he is. B- at bat threshold yeah. and stuff like that. Three-run homer by Alvarez to tie the game in the bottom of the ninth. And then Pete Alonso walks it off with the three. I mean, it went from disaster to delirium mm-hmm. in the matter of 24 hours at City Field. So so Mets fans maybe are hanging on to a little more hope as we do the show live on a Thursday morning than they were yesterday. But I will still ask yeah. the question. Is the 2023 season already sunk for the Mets? No. My answer is no. Why? I don't think it's sunk. You mean as in like they're not going to make the playoffs? That kind of sunk? Yeah. Yeah. Like like, like the team with the largest payroll is two games under 500 a quarter of the way through the season and looks like betting on two aging aces is not the right move. That kind of sunk. That's a – I mean, listen, it's a problem, but – I don't imagine that Verlander is going to go out every day and give up three and four home runs. No. Um, I think he'll be fine. It was his debut. He hadn't pitched in a while. We get, like, let's just relax. The, the fans are so fickle. We, we boo when he comes in and pitches for the first time in a long time and gives up a, what, you know what I mean? Like, let's give the guy a chance, give him a few more starts to decide whether or not he's totally going to tank the rest of the season, but no two games under 500. It, I, they're going to be fine. How we just talked about the bright spots of all these rookies coming in and performing. These are guys that maybe they didn't expect to do. You got uh, Bientos. You've got, you mentioned him, Alvarez. You've got a lot of bright spots. And then, oh, by the way, all the guys who can perform day in and day out, like the Alonzos and the Marcanas, and uh, they're going to be fine. I don't know that they're going to make like this crazy playoff push, but you said it. You were a quarter of the way through the season. Like, let's wait till we're at the all-star break and see, are we 10 games under 500 or are we five games over 500? Well, I'm not going to say it's, here's Joel saying that's too early to say the season is sunk. And I'm not going to say the season is sunk either, but I only say that because I think Steve Cohen is willing to do whatever it might take to contend. If you said to me, the way the team looks right now, is the way the team is going to look on the last day of September, I'd say they're done. They're done. I don't like the lineup enough. I don't like the rotation enough. I don't like the bullpen enough. They have have injuries that I just don't think they're going to overcome. But I think Cohen is willing to just kind of get a little crazy and do whatever it absolutely takes. He knows the window is about this wide with Verlander and Scherzer. So you can't say, hey, you know what? Tough 2023, you come back and get him next. No, they are all in now for like literally the next two or just three years. Yeah. So it's not sunk, but if there aren't major changes made, I think that I I really do believe that that they're done. All right. One topic we haven't tackled on this show is, too much anyway is Antonio Brown's uh, 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 developments, uh, ownership. Uh, he sort of called it a soap opera a couple of Train weeks wreck. Involvement, yeah. involvement is really what I was looking for there well, with the Albany Empire. Exactly. We are going to talk about that because AB told our Roger Wyland that he's going to play this season. So Ash and I will talk Shocking. about 
what that means. Do we care? Does anybody care? I, I don't know, but, but we'll discuss it. That's coming up in 10 minutes. Eric Bolak, though, Troy Highgrad, going to pitch for the Valley Cats Friday night, May 19th, to raise awareness and money for LLS. He's next right here on Owen Co. Snow is gone, the flowers are blooming, and camping season is right around the corner. And what better way to jumpstart the season than with a month-long event here at Alpenhouse RV? We have a wide selection of top-quality RVs to choose from at prices you have to see to believe, like this Primetime Avenger for only $205 a month, or this Cougar Fifth Wheel for $359 a month. And with our knowledgeable team of outfitters and convenient financing options, we'll make sure you find the perfect RV for your next adventure. Shop online anytime at alpenhouserv.com or come see us in Amsterdam and Saratoga. What kind of stories that's been told on you That may be a lot of things in life you used to do If you can't give true love to me, I'll understand Just do the best you can The Galope Ultra, 2.6 carbs and 95 calories And now back to Honorado and Company, sponsored by Alpenhouse. We want to talk with our guy, Eric Bolak, about getting back on the pitching mound to see how many strikes he's got left. In Dusting it off. Yeah. There we go. Really cool thing. So Eric Bolak from Troy, he's going to get a start for the Valley Cats Friday. That's May 19th. And the idea is to raise as much money and awareness for the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. I absolutely love it. So when yep. we connected, I said, yeah, man, let's let's talk about this. Because I, I, got, I got questions about how much is left in the arm. And, and Eric might have questions too, honestly. I think it may have been a while since he's really thrown a competitive pitch. Let's bring him on to Honorado and Company now. It's Eric Bolak with us here from Joe Bruno Stadium. Dude, it looks it looks like baseball weather out there. Hey, everybody. I appreciate uh, you guys taking the time to speak with me. Um, sincerely, thank you. Yeah, man, of course. Um, looks like good weather out there at the Joe. How does it feel to be back in the ballpark? It's uh, it's surreal, honestly. It's, um, you know, it's something that I thought that was behind me, but having this cause and doing this, um, obviously, campaign for 10 weeks, is just been a great experience being back here just invokes so many memories um it's special chris you're dancing eric is pitching i would say two things you both do well but we know only one of those is true eric pitches well chris thinks he dances well uh eric how did you come up with this idea obviously you have to find a way to raise as much money as possible and then when you go to the valley cats and say hey here's my idea what does it take to convince them to make it happen um, you know, they have great management at the Valley Cats, you know, uh, between Rick Murphy and Matt Callahan. Um, they're wonderful people. I've known them for a long time. We've always tried to do this year after year. Um, but, you know, this cause has really made me it, it helped me come out of retirement um, and, and do this thing. Um, you know, I wanted to leverage my platform as much as I could to bring as much exposure and awareness to leukemia and lymphoma and blood cancers in general. Um, so when I went them and I, I pitched to them, I, I, I pitched them the idea. You know, they were all about it. You know, these guys love the community. The Valley Cats and the Joe Bruno community have been, you know, in pivotal in 
in Troy, and you know I'm just honored to be able to toe the rubber one more time. All right, dude. How many how many throws do you have left in you? That's a great question, Chris. Uh, you know, about I, I got a, like an inning in me. I have an inning in me. You know, I'm I'm 36 years old now, and you it's know, young. I've been young. This for a while, uh, for about three months now. So, I got I got a good inning in me. Hopefully. When is the last time you threw? Uh, well, I'll call it a competitive pitch. Uh, about nine years ago. Hey. Nine. Um, you know, I hung them up at 27. Started real life. Um, and I never looked back, you know, I really tried to work myself out of kind of the, the rut that I was in, um, with baseball. Um, you know, it was tough, you know, leaving the game and, you know, this is the exact moment and the mission that I would love to obviously come and compete and then obviously raise awareness and as much money as we can. Cool. Eric graduated from Troy high then went on to Lemoyne, was drafted by the Mets, as you see here, in 2008. You're a lifer. You're a base. It's what we call a baseball lifer. So much of your life has revolved around the game of baseball. How many tickets are you selling to this game, just with family, friends, people in the 518? How many people are you getting in the stands? Um, I mean, I just posted about it the other day, so we're up over 75 tickets right now. Um, you know, we've had I've had so much support. You know, when I when I announced this that. It's just humbling to me. It really is. It's it's special. It's you know I feel like it's special for the community and it's special for Leukemia and Lymphoma Society and just being able to represent their brand and as much as much exposure as as we can give. You know Verlander just went like seven strong and he's forty or something like that. Scherzer's up there too. What does what does a successful outing look like for you on the nineteenth? Um giving my team a chance to win, you know, it doesn't change, um, you know, love three up, three down, um, you know, get on out of there and, you know, hang out with family and friends in the stands and enjoy the moment, you know, seriously, this is why I'm doing it, um, you know, is for, again, the leukemia lymphoma, raising money, but also the moment, it means a lot to my family uh, to be able to see me again and yeah. have the that are invoked uh, when somebody you know and you love is out there kind of putting it all out there. So, Super excited. May 19th, Eric, have you started scouting the Washington Wild mm. things yet? All I know <laughs> fall low and throw strikes. You know, I, I've, I've been in the game a long time, and if those things happen, then we'll have good outcomes. So, um, yeah, that's where, uh, that's where the scouting stops and starts. I Could you not talk in Cavilia into 1AB before you really hang them up? You know, I was throwing that idea around yesterday with my father. I was like, the shoulder goes before the 19th. I'd beg to go up there and take some monstrous swings, um, you know, but that would be fun. That would be really cool. Well, we'll be covering you. You're, you're at the Joe. You get to be a part of media day today, right? I do. That's part of the gig. How cool will it be just to be in a clubhouse with some of the guys? Obviously, these will be some new teammates, but – with some guys who you'll call teammates for even if just for a day it's um it's it's truly special it really is i get to uh, throw meaningful pitches again and um you know it, it's it's something where i'm humbled by it i'm grateful and i can't wait to go out there and compete one more time
it's awesome what you're doing, obviously, to, to get back on the mound, uh, to get yourself physically, mentally back there. But uh, more props on what you're doing for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, um, the connection you have to it, um, and the way you're raising awareness for it, man. I hope you get as beautiful a night on the 19th as uh, I know opening night will be for the Valley Cats as well. Um, Ash, anything last for our guy? You always get last word. No, good luck. Keep that arm, you know, ice it up, stretch it out, heat it up, do whatever you got to do. So Eric, tell the people what you're, what you're doing for work now. So I work over at Wilmington Trust as a wealth advisor. Um, we handle things from estate planning to trusts, uh, investments, private banking. We try to take out the complexity of financial planning and goal planning, um, helping clients, you know, from here all the way down to Florida, um, all the way out to the West Coast, uh, achieve goals. So are you at your desk with the rubber bands, flexing the shoulder? People are walking by you like, what is this guy doing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been in full baseball mode for the last three months. In there doing, like, push-ups. I mean, my mind has just been 240 with all of this. And, you know, I, I've, I've tried to live it again as much as I can and as much as time has allotted me to. And it's just been fun. It's been a fun journey. It's been great for me to feel the feelings and, and the emotions that I've once had. And, you know, I want to soak it up and I have been, and it's just been special. You know, good for you for going all in because a lot of people would be like, hey, I'm doing this. I'm just going to go wing it. But you're you're legit putting the time in to train for your, well, I'm not saying your final big moment, but one of your final baseball big moments. Absolutely. No, I... You know, with with the people here that night and my loved ones, my family, I mean, it's a special night. I won't I don't want to disappoint them. And so I've really taken this seriously and, you know, I've tried to uh, tried to get ready as best as I could. Can't disappoint, man, no I matter agree. what. Great stuff, dude. Um, thanks for popping on the show here, doing this, telling people about the cause, raising awareness, even just uh, on our little show. You'll do it in front of. Uh, thousands of people on the 19th, man. That's, that's, that's exciting stuff. So enjoy it. Go follow Eric on Instagram too. You see it right there at the bottom of your screen. Eric Bullock. Thank you, man. Thank you guys. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Ashley. Thank you a lot. You've heard of unsung heroes. The men and women of NYSCOBA are the unseen heroes. For the past year, you've learned about our many charitable endeavors. Now it is my privilege to share with you the work performed by our members, the 20,000 state correction and law enforcement officers shielded from view. They work in difficult and dangerous conditions and are an extension of the police who protect our neighborhoods. NYSCOBA honors New York's police and firefighters and salutes its own members who help deliver a peaceful night's sleep. And now back to Honorado and Company, sponsored by Alpenhouse. Eric Bolak. Yeah. I mean, nine years, he said. It's been nine years since he's, he's thrown a competitive pitch. So very cool for him to get the opportunity to do that. Uh, shout out to the Valley Cats for making that happen for him and his uh, LLS Visionary of the Year campaign. Speaking of that. Hey. Got something to show the people. We got to give them an update. Yeah. Update the people. So we cha cha uh, it wasn't, it was a clean routine. It wasn't exactly the way we rehearsed it. And that's on me. 
Um, but my partner Joy did an incredible job raising money throughout, uh, and it earned us third place. Third place in the fundraising effort. So shout out to Joy. Nine thousand dollars. Shout out to everybody. You personally, uh, guys, watches this show yeah. and uh, and donated. So thank you yeah. to uh, to everybody who who did Dancing that. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, nice work, Ash. Thanks. Okay, uh, from. Fun and joyful to has AB uh, been on Dancing with the Stars to a circus? Um, I don't think so. Okay, I could be wrong. If he was, he would he would win. I mean, the guy's feet yeah, are incredible. He would be a he would be a great <clears throat> dancer. I, I've I've never. There are very few receivers I've seen catch the tight rope ball along mm -hmm. the sideline better than Antonio Brown. The guy's feet are incredible. Yeah. He was a great run after catch guy. Great punt returner, punt returner, which is really how he broke into the league. Yeah. And now he says, I am playing for the Albany Empire. Already owns the Albany Empire. So really, he can do whatever he wants. Jerry Jones could go play for the Cowboys. Who's going to stop him? Antonio Brown says, I'm playing for the Albany Empire. And it'll happen as soon as the next, could happen as soon as the next home game, which is May 27th. The difference between Jerry Jones and Antonio Brown is Jerry Jones is an 80-some-year-old man who can't compete on a field. Antonio Brown will still be the best athlete on every NAL field he touches this season, however yeah. many fields that is. Will be the best athlete. And I don't care if he hasn't run a lick in however long, and I'm sure he has. He'll be the best athlete out there. Yeah, he won't play road games, right? This is just a home thing. He just wants to boost attendance at home yeah, games. This I, isn't about winning games, I, right? I would, I would think so. I would think he would just be a home guy. Yeah, I mean, and he so he's looking at as much that this is so. This is Adam. I mean, he admitted he wants to see how many people it puts in the seats. That was right out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, Adam. Pretty sure a Cowboys fan. We we hear from him during the football season a lot. Good to hear from you, Adam. Um, so it's either May twenty seventh or it's going to be June seventeenth for Antonio Brown's uh, Arena League debut. Um, do you care? Let's just start with. Let, let's just. Uh, I'm going to cut through the nonsense that has taken place in the last month or so. Do you care? Would this get you to if you weren't covering the game? Let's uh, say you are a fan. And you don't work in the media. And and maybe you don't even have anything scheduled those two Saturday nights. Uh -huh. Do you care enough to go? Strangely, the answer might be yes. But it's only to see, like, what goes on. Like, I want to see if the dude is going to score 10 touchdowns. Oh, and, okay. like, run circles around people. And, like, I want to see what he's still got in the tank and how silly he makes everyone else look. even a year out of and the NFL because you know, he's still got it and he's still got more than all these guys who are trying to get to something like the CFL even. Um, so yeah, I would be interested just because I want to see him play. It's not every day you get to see an NFL, a seven time pro bowl receiver play in an arena league game. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I get it. That 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 thought. But what you I just don't said. Generally, care about the drama and all of the other stuff that has happened. What you just said is what crossed my mind. Like, yeah, maybe it's just kind of cool to think like there's a seven-time All-Pro receiver, Correct. Super Bowl champion who's suiting up now for the Albany Empire. Like that, we we don't we don't get that. That doesn't happen in any 
arena football city. Um, I still just don't. I have a hard time, Karen. You know this. Yeah, I've... I'm not. A, I'm not a fan. It 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 just is too much of a sideshow for me. And whether or not he has this great effect on the game or not, here's the thing: he only ha- he only stands to lose because people. Right. If if people if people show up, okay, good, but they may not. And if he goes out and scores 12 touchdowns, everyone would be like, well, yeah, I would hope he would do that. The, the other guys have never played a single snap in the NFL. If he stinks the joint up, it's like, well, this guy's done. But I wonder, is this potentially a springboard to the XFL? Does uh, Antonio Brown go play in the XFL? He could tomorrow, right? You like, think so? Yeah, because they would take it for all of the reasons that the Albany Empire took him on. You know what I mean? Like, especially in the XFL, the NFL doesn't want the drama, doesn't need the drama, doesn't need Antonio Brown. The XFL could use a guy like Antonio Brown because of all of the attention and it puts them in the headlines. Listen, we were on, like our market was on, the Albany Empire was on TMZ and all this other stuff because of all the stuff that Antonio Brown is doing. If you are going to tell me that the Albany Empire as a franchise doesn't in some way love that, Oh, you're wrong. And the XFL would love it. Too. Okay. All right. Yeah. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. All right. Let's take a quick break here on honor auto and company. When we come back, big things happening between novice clothing company and a sock company called tall order, which Aaron judge is part of, he wears their socks on the field. This is awesome. And now novice is involved to a great degree. We're talking with co-owner Garrett Bernardo. When we come back on Owen co. Fellows Appliance Center, our commitment is to you, providing essential appliances that families depend on for cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair. You can have peace of mind that Marcella's is here for you today and every day, like we have been since 1957, helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, and many more. Shop Marcella's Appliance Center in-store, online, or by phone. We're here for you. And now back to Honorado and Company, sponsored by Alpenhouse. Back on Honorado and Company, um, Ash, I don't know if Aaron Judge has been stealing signs or not. And frankly, as you heard, I'm really not all that worried about it. But I got a feeling there are going to be a lot of people who would like to steal his socks pretty soon. Well, hopefully they'll buy them. They don't need to steal them. You know, pretty cool. I think if Aaron Judge created like coasters, tissues, people would be interested. Yeah. So I think I'm saying limited quantity, cool. high demand. You start stealing stuff because you can't buy it. That's all I'm saying. And by the way, who's been on fire ever since our local apparel company, Novice, partnered with Tall Order Socks and Aaron, Ju- Aaron Judge on yeah. absolute fire he's on a tear let's bring in garrett bernardo who's one of the owners of novice clothing company of course he's been on the show before and they're a supporter of this podcast each and every single week and a really cool partnership here between novice and tall order socks which i did not know much about garrett until he said hey we might have a cool opportunity to partner with this sock company that that aaron judge is part of this is wild man how did this happen yeah it's a it's honestly surreal to to hear it because we're we grew up huge Yankee fans. So, you know, to partner with a company that 
is affiliated with the New York Yankees captain. Um, one of the best players in baseball right now is pretty wild. But yeah, it, it the partnership came about from uh, a couple of re relationships of people that we knew that were at a trade show convention, kind of talking about uh, novice to the folks at Tall Order um, and saying, hey, I think there's some synergy here. You guys should meet. And we've kind of seen that trend as just like, I don't know, the secret sauce that's connected us with amazing new relationships to get into new ventures. So, um, yeah, it's been exciting. So you're you're producing these socks. Where can people get them? What is the background? How, you know, how does this whole process go? Yeah, yeah. So uh, basically... Um, Tall Order had developed this performance sock that's got this gripper technology on it. And they worked alongside Aaron Judge to craft the sock. So it's got extra cushioning at the heel, the toe, um, and the ankle, just the way that Aaron Judge likes it. And these grippers, it's a technology that really is like a performance piece where it's just it locks you in when you're wearing them and it's kind of one of those things like you don't realize the difference until you wear it but it's a product that aaron judge is wearing currently um most of the yankees team is wearing it's on several mlb ball clubs and uh aaron calls them his game changers so uh you know they had been selling it to the mlb network um and the collaboration kind of came about because our business is in the team sports uh, world with AAU, high school, collegiate uh, sports demographic. We felt like, hey, this, this is a product that we could distribute to our network. Um, so yeah, we, we kind of came together in, in partnership and you know made this collab sock. It's got our signature crown logo on it. Um, and yeah, they, they really align with our business our business, our mission, um, their company started after, um, really in memory of their father who passed away in the world trade center attacks. Yep. Um, and you know, as a way to remember him, um, and pay back, you know, the tall order that was, um, kind of in action with it. They felt like this sock company, um, could be something, you know, where they could pay it forward. And um, yeah, the, the two, the owners of the company are two twin brothers. Uh, they're 6'9 and 6'10 or 6'11. Yeah. So they're big dudes like Aaron Judge. Um, so they started out making the big and tall socks. Uh, but, you know, they're empowering people to stand tall. Um, and we're trying to do the same with, you know, inspiring people to claim their crown. So it's like kind of a match made in heaven with, two groups of people trying to use their platforms to to engage and inspire people um and it's a great product it's it's a high quality uh product that i think the sports world is gonna love so we're excited about it ash this is like a throwback to when you used to wear uh footy pajamas yeah and they had the, the, the little <laughs> grippers on the bottom, on the bottom. I, yep. i've never i've never I, I told gareth this and nick bernardo i've never seen athletic performance socks mm -hmm. with grippers on the bottom 
Yeah, me neither. But it, I imagine I've worn a, a compression sock before and Garrett's right. It, it feels, it almost feels like you have your ankle taped. Like it has that, right. it has the feeling of seeing a trainer when you're like in college yeah. athletics, it just has that feeling. You, you feel so much more supported and like, you're just kind of like fit right in there. So it's a cool feeling without having like the, the nuisance of the tape and it hurting. It's way more comfortable. I imagine. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think that's the cool part about it. It's got this special, you know, compression in in spots. Um, it it can fit calves of all sizes, but yeah, it's it's kind of like a competitive edge uh, that you don't realize you have once you're wearing them. So, you know, I think Aaron Judge's first season wearing them was was 2021, and then 2022 he's AL MVP. Um, so hey, you know, they're worth a shot. I'd say. <laughs> and if that guy's calling them his game changer, yeah. they yeah. got to be more than more than good enough for everybody else to be wearing. Make them their game changers. So here's part of the deal. You'll get the crew and the quarter crew. You can pre-order now and they'll be available late June, early August. The baseball sock is going to be more of a fall or early fall kind of um, item that will, will be deliverable by then. You can order these socks, noviceclothingcompany.com. Uh, and they, they come in sizes 9 to to Yep, 9 to 13. So it's it's kind of like an adult size range to start yep. out. Um, but, yeah, we want to encourage all of the, the high school teams, the AAU sports teams out there to give these a shot. Um, they're available for pre-order on our website in terms of the crew and the quarter crew. Um, and then, yeah, team team order wise uh, for baseball, get in touch with our our account managers and our, our team over here. And we'd love to to get these products on people. So for all the talk we've done about Aaron Judge and the fact that he wears them and uh, you said a handful or more of that than the uh, Major League Baseball teams that wear these socks. This is beyond a baseball sock now because of the relationship. Right. G with novice. We're talking right. about basketball players wearing these socks, volleyball players wearing these socks. If I'm just going to the gym and I want to feel like I'm a little bit better than I am, I, I put one of these pairs of socks on, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it, you know it's the perfect trainer sock too. So a uh, couple different lengths with the quarter crew and the crew sock, but you could be wearing them in the gym or you could be wearing them on the field or the court. You know, I, We kind of envision our whole demographic of team sports, whether it's lacrosse or football or you know, basketball, I mean, there's, they kind of spread wide range. So yeah, we're excited to see the reaction and, and the feedback we get. Oh, Nash, you dear. know, here we go. I don't yet. Yeah, we need, we need to sock you up. I don't wear socks a lot. Nobody but, wants to see that. But that's a pair of socks I would certainly wear. People around the <laughs> office always like to say, you wearing socks today or not? And usually the answer is no, but the, these are socks I would wear. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, uh, I definitely, I, I also like to, um, you know, go no socks in the, in the warmer weather, but these are, these no are socks all year long. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's a no sock king. Yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. man. again, pre-order now noviceclothingcompany.com, the tall order, Aaron judge, baseball sock, the crew, the quarter crew, uh, all brought to you by Novice and Tall Order. This is a very cool thing, man. Garrett, congratulations to you guys over there and uh, the continued growth, man. It's it's huge. I love it. Yeah, thank you so much for having us on. And uh, 
yeah, we're excited for people to get these products. At Alpenhouse Boats, we know the value of having fun and making memories with family and friends. With a full line of versatile SunTracker pontoon boats featuring reliable Mercury outboard motors, it's our mission to make sure you have everything you need to get on the water and start having fun this boating season. Whether you're into fishing, relaxing with the family, or tubing and skiing, with Mercury and SunTracker, we're confident you'll find the perfect boat to fit your needs. Come see us at Alpenhouse Boats, Route 30 in Amsterdam, or shop online anytime at alpenhouseboats.com. And now back to Honorado and Company, sponsored by Alpenhouse. All right, Ash, and we're back. Always good catching up with the boys over at Novice and that sock company again called Tall Order. Uh, they partnered with Aaron Judge, and now it extends onto Novice, which is really, really cool. Um, right on time, Ash is our next guest, and we've stacked them up. One by one uh, this week, we went from a couple of baseball guys now to a guy who dominates in the ring and even in his family, I will say. And that is Dominic Mysterio. A lot of wrestling fans out there know Ray Mysterio. This is the next line in the generations of Mysterios to kind of own the wrestling ring. WWE's Monday Night Raw coming to MVP Arena Monday. Obviously, Honorado, yes. Uh, May 29th, it's a 7.30 show. Let's bring the, the star of that show onto our show, Honorado and Company, here in Albany, New York. And that is Dominic Mister. Oh, and he's got the Padres lid. Okay. <laughs> hey, guys. Up, thank Dom? you guys for having me. Dude, thank you for joining the show, man. How are we feeling about the Padres this year? Uh, you know, I think it, we're we're a bit off to a slow start, but you know it's early in the season, and I think uh, I think we're we still got time to to kick it back up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dom's got a little bit of a, a mic issue there. I'm just take him out for a second. We'll restart this thing. Uh, it may be an iPad issue, which we run into sometimes with the show here, but no big deal. He's back with us now. Okay. Can you guys, hear me? Look, we we can hear you, bud. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. Thank you. Uh, you guys are loaded from Padres' perspective, but let's talk about why you're coming to Albany, New York with WWE's Monday Night Raw. I just want to get a feel from you uh, as a Cali guy, right? What is it like to be able to travel the country with this great show on the road that is the WWE? Man, it's a huge blessing to to be able to be a part of this uh, this WWE machine. You know, it's a, it's it's a blessing to be a part of it. And honestly, my crew, the Judgment Day, you know, SmackDown Women's Champion, Rhea Ripley, you got Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and myself. And it's honestly such a good crew behind me that I'm, I'm very fortunate to have. And, uh, you know, being a West Coast kid, having a, a, a cool little melting pot of, of variety in there, traveling the world, it just, you know, uh, I can't complain. Oops, sorry, my mic was muted there. Thanks, Chris. Uh, thanks for unmuting me. Dominic, we've had a few WWE events here at MVP Arena in Albany before, but each one is obviously unique because each and every time that one of these things airs, more stuff happens. So since you guys were here last, what can people expect from the show on, on the 29th? What are you going to bring? Man, people can expect the entire Judgment Day to be there because we're rolling deep and we always stick together as a crew. And I think at this point... We got so many surprises, whether it's, you know, from people coming in from free agents, from the draft with all these new guys from NXT to just 
what we got going on. You know, we beat Finn and Damien beat the tag team champions last week. So hopefully, you know, sometime down the future, we get a shot at the tag team titles since we beat them. So there's a lot of things up in the air that we can, that the Judgment Day can, can come in and do, and especially on Monday Night Raw. So uh, it's very exciting. Dominic, we've got one loyal viewer in particular who is a diehard wrestling fan, and he Die is hard. talking smack in the group oh. chat here, says you are going down to Owen what? and Zan. I mean, this the rock man, we call him, is not happy about the Mysterio family strife that's going on here. <laughs> I I just don't I don't think he understands where I'm coming from. You know, as a as the son of of the legendary Rey Mysterio, you know, people have to understand that like I went through some things growing up. Never in my life did I ever break any bones in my body or anything until my dad. You know, I was a little kid. He said, we're on a bike. He said, hey, let's take this jump. I said, dad, don't take this jump. We took the jump. I broke my wrist. So I have I have a lot of, you know, deep, deep-rooted anger uh -huh. towards my dad that I don't think a lot of people understand. So, you know, we're just going to keep playing it out. I'll, I'll, I'll say my piece, and he'll say his piece, and I'll let people decide where they want to go. I like that. Choose what side you're on. You need, listen, Dominic, you need some people who are in support of the other side because that what's, that's what makes the machine go, right? You got to have, it's good to be the villain sometimes. And that's a little bit of a new role for you. Yeah, yeah, it is. But, but I don't, I don't see myself as a villain. I see myself as someone who's just doing what he has to do in order to survive. And, you know, at this point, I'm just telling my dad's truths because he won't. All right, I know we got a couple more minutes with you here. Um, let me hit you with just a couple quickly. Rather be hit with a chair or thrown through a table? Hit with the chair. Okay. Uh, would you ra rather be in a ladder match or a cage match? Cage match. Tag team or Royal Rumble? Royal Rumble. What is it that makes the Royal Rumble so difficult that maybe isn't obvious to the rest of us where you would just say like, well, it's tough because I have to beat multiple guys. Like, what is it really about the Royal Rumble that's so difficult? I think what people don't realize is that the constant movement, you know, we're, it's that you have people that last over an hour that have, that are in there for over an hour, literally constantly lifting bodies up, trying to get people out. It's exhausting, especially when someone's trying to get you out and you're holding on or you're trying to lift someone up like, there's a lot going into the Royal Rumble, and not to mention that if you win, you get the grandest prize of them all, and that's the main event, WrestleMania. So you know people are going in there, giving it their 100%, and you know you get tired, so you got to dig in there as much as you can. All right, dude, I'm going to let you go with this, and I have to laugh because it's just the Rockman says wear it, and <laughs> he wants you in a steel cage match. <laughs> he doesn't want you, really. That's Anytime. Any place, <laughs> anywhere. We'll get the rock man in Albany. We'll get That's a, what we'll I'm talking him, about. It's Monday building. night, May 29th, as Raw comes back to MVP Arena in downtown Albany. Dom, man, this was fun. Uh, thanks for popping on the show. Just to let you know, I'm a Braves fan, but I did pick the Padres to win the World Series this year. Okay. I appreciate that. And I think uh, I, I don't think we'll let you down. All right, there you go. Make me look smart for once. Dom Mysterio <laughs> with us here on Honor Auto and Company. Thank you, man. Thank you, guys. That was fun. Uh, and I love that the rock man gets a little he's, shine. He's all fired up about it. That is good stuff. And Dom, good enough to play along with us. Our thanks to WWE for making that happen here on Honorado and Company. All right, Ash, let's take one more time out here on the show. When we come back, we've got the performance industrial 
dirty, difficult, done, still could still to get to. Been a fun show so far. Back right after this, everybody. I don't care what kind of stories that's been told on you. That may be a lot of things in life you used to do. carbs and 95 calories. And now back to Honorado and Company, sponsored by Alpen House. And now, dirty, difficult, and done. Sponsored by Performance Industrial. Shout out to Bill Miller and his great team at Performance Industrial, where the job is never too dirty or too difficult for them to get it done. Quick note on Bill. Uh, he's so heavily involved with Real Men Wear Pink and the American yep. Cancer Society. He's got the Golf Traveling League happening. You can sign up a foursome. You can throw in a sponsorship that might even just also get you a foursome. But it is it's like 10 different courses um, some are into fall. It's a really cool thing that uh, he created a couple of years ago, and it has done very, very well. So check that out, Performance Industrial, all, all over their social media, uh, LinkedIn especially, Facebook as well. Check them out. All right, Ash, Dirty Difficult Done. Dirty Difficult Done. My Dirty Difficult Done this week, presented by Performance Industrial, Luis Severino's IL stint is finally done which comes at a good time for the New York Yankees. We talked about it. Domingo Herman will be out for the next 10 games, which will be two-ish starts, yeah. maybe two and a half, if we're, you know, depending on how it falls. Um, but yeah, so it comes at a good time, but I'm gonna I'm gonna contradict myself a little mm. bit because and, and you can weigh in on this. How good is it really to have a guy like Luis Severino back? It's good because it gives you another arm. They can't replace Herman on the roster. That's the rule. So you gotta mm -hmm. play with 25 versus 26. Um but Domingo Herman, or sorry, not Domingo Herman, Luis Severino, I looked this up and it's pretty unbelievable. Since the start of 2019, and okay. you got to remember we've got COVID year, whatever, mm -hmm. has only played, has only pitched in 26 games. Mm -hmm. 26 games. He's been hurt. He's been a pain in the butt. He's criticized the Yankees organization for their handling of his health. Yeah. He has been a little bit of a problem. So while it's great to get his arm back, you never know how long this guy's arm is going to last because he's generally in, often injured, and he's also a little bit of a pain. And is it any good? It, look, know, but arms are great, but they, they need to be good. Severino is okay. It's just he's not often good, and he's generally on the IL. Yeah, um, I think it's a big enough deal that we're talking about it here, and we should be. Um, but I need to see. I need to see him stack yeah. three, four starts together for yeah. me to say. Okay, he's going to be a factor for this team. Who do you trust beyond Garrett Cole, who had a nice outing Wednesday night? Yankees and Blue Jays played nine and a half scoreless innings before yeah. Toronto walked it off. Who do you trust after Garrett Cole in this rotation? Last year, you hey, everybody loved Cortez. Nestor Cortez. We love him this but, year? No. No, I know. And and you've got a guy like Clark Schmidt who's starting for them, and it's not it's not good. Yeah, I other than Garrett Cole, the answer is no one. No one. But I that's what I mean. October it's like that. It's Having an arm back is a good thing because it's an arm and you think maybe 
you know, if, if he's 90% of a hundred, you know, what is his best, then it would be great. But you don't know that you're going to get that. This is crazy to me. I wish this segment were called dirty, difficult, out of your ever loving mind. This is insane to me. Monty Williams is done in Phoenix and he was done dirty. I just, you can't explain it to me. It's one of a few head scratching moves from the NBA over the last week and a half or so. What was another? Mike Budenholzer fired in, in Milwaukee a couple of years after winning a title. Um, they get bounced in the first round. Giannis was not healthy. Okay. They, they were the number one seed in the East. We got a problem with the way Bud is, is coaching that team. Monty Williams had the number one seed in the West. In Phoenix, right? I mean, the Suns it, are they Denver. Have, I'm sorry, yeah, Denver. Yeah, yeah. The Suns, Milwaukee, because I'm thinking that they had the most wins over the last three years. Right. The Suns, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia, those three teams just fired their head coaches. Those three teams over the last three years combined had the most wins in the NBA. Yeah. And, and I and get it. Regular season wins get you nothing. Matter. I yep. understand. Uh -huh. But you're talking about a team in Phoenix that is a couple years removed from an NBA Finals, a team in Milwaukee that is a couple and they years They had Kevin Durant for a title. half a season. Not like, even. They got even, games. That's what I mean. Like, we haven't even allowed this thing to really turn into what it potentially could be. And yet we're like, all right, Monty, we'll see you later. Let's bring somebody else in to try to fix. Like, it, don't change everything. Like, allow it some time, man. Now, I have no problem. Here's what I want. I also think Kevin Durant wanted to play for Monty Williams. Mm -hmm. He had a new owner in Matt Ishbia. He makes the decision to fire Monty and maybe bring in his own guy. Maybe that's just kind of his prerogative. Yeah. I want to I want to have my fingerprint on this franchise and pick my coach. Monty Williams isn't your guy or you can't get no. on Monty Williams' train, you can't get on anybody's train. Yeah, He's right. a likable, fantastic person yeah sounds like coach on the planet shocked i mean i was absolutely shocked by this um he will have a job the nba tomorrow uh yeah opening in toronto opening in milwaukee opening in philly opening in phoenix houston filled their head coaching job um i know that milwaukee interviewed kelvin sampson I, that feels like Monty Williams to me, and a little bit of a no-brainer that it, that it should be Monty Williams. I don't he'll know. He'll be we'll somewhere, see. whether wherever it is, he'll be somewhere. Insane, absolutely yeah. insane. This was a fun show. Lined it up, guest to guest, and the drama in baseball is real, and we are loving it. Have a great weekend, everyone.